This is a Soulfire production. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today we are going to do a Q&A, a little life update, just a laid back podcast. I love Q&As and you guys have sent in a lot of really great questions. So I'm going to jump into those today. I'm recording this episode right before heading off to my writing location for the next five days or so. I'm right in the middle of channeling the current book that I'm working on and so much has unraveled. (laughs) So much has unraveled. So I thought I would give you a little update before the Q&A. My plan is record this episode. I'm going to jump in my car. I'm all packed up, which took me way longer than I expected. I don't know if I'm the only person who was like this, but I'm horrible at packing. I'm just, I'm horrible at it. I really need to work on it. And I don't know why, like leaving my house always takes me way longer than I think it's going to take. I think because it turns into laundry, errands, cleaning the whole house, like it's, it's a disaster. And it's way harder for me to pack for my writing weekends or weeks than it is regular trips. I know that sounds strange, but when I'm, <laughs> when I'm channeling my book, everything that I do, everything I eat, everything I wear is so intentional. And I never know what I'm going to need until I'm in that moment. And so if it's a regular trip, I can just plan what I need to bring. Whenever I'm going away to channel, first of all, I have my whole setup. I have to have all of my crystals and essential oils and tinctures. And there's just a whole setup, all the candles. And so that's a lot. But I have to be prepared for the guides to really say anything about what's needed in that moment, like down to what I wear. So, I mean, there are days where I'll get up and I get dressed and my guide's like, no, you need to wear a different color. And it's it's all because of the frequency or even with all my beverages. Sometimes I'm just going to make a beverage and like, no, 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 you need this. And it can just come out of left field. So I pack a lot of stuff on these riding weekends. It's probably so ridiculous. But it's just because I have to be prepared. So anyway, it took me much longer to get ready than I anticipated. So I'm about four hours behind. I mean, what are you going to do? Anyway, a little background now that I've explained that I'm awful at packing. A little background. So I channeled a second book in March and I completed that in March. And that is a scribed text from Melchizedek. That is kind of a separate text. It's going to be a bit, well, it is a bit more esoteric. So I've channeled that. I haven't gone back to read it or fix the spelling. That's what I do when I quote unquote edit. I basically just break it up into paragraphs and fix the spelling. That's what the editing process is for me. I don't change any words or language or anything like that. But because of the way I channel it, usually the spelling is all over the place because I'm typing so fast. So that text is complete in terms of, you know, it's all channeled and then I'll go back later when I have some mental space, like to kind of sit on it for a bit. So that one was completed. And then in April, I started the second book in the Monarch Being series. So my first book, Manifestation Mastery, was a channel text from the Monarch Being. And they had told me there were going to be at least three in the series. They told me that a while back. So this is book two. And this book is all about love and relationships. And this book very much builds upon Manifestation Mastery because they refer to a lot of what they covered in that book first. And it really all is connected because it's all from an energetic perspective is how they're explaining relationships, but they're covering 
love and the frequency of love and all different types of relationships, family, friendships, soulmates, twin flames, different types of soulmate relationships. It's covering all kinds of things. And this book, I felt a lot more nervous for because I knew it was going to trigger me in a lot of ways and it has. And it's felt like a much slower process. Just the process of channeling it was slower for me because I could really only write for a couple hours a day and I needed to just like sit with what came through and process things for myself. But the thing is that this book has been so much more of a personal initiation for me than anything else. So it just has felt like a personal process because it's sort of like I have to learn certain lessons in my life and communicate certain things and make shifts in relationships as a way to unlock more information. So it's a growth process for me. And so I wrote what I thought was the first half, but I think now that's probably only the first third. I'm very curious to see how long this ends up being because I originally thought it would take me two weekends, like the last two books, but I think this actually might take me three or four because so much more is going to come in. I feel like what I wrote last time which was probably about the equivalent of like 150 pages in in a book if I use the same text size as Manifestation Mastery. What I already wrote there honestly feels like a quarter or a third of what's going to come through. So I'm curious to see how much I finish this next week. Today is a Friday as I record this and I'm going to uh, be in my little vortex from Saturday through Wednesday. But they're having me reread the book before I go into the next phase, which I haven't done before. I don't usually do. And I think that's just going to help me like orient in. And it felt like a lot of what was covered last time was more foundational. And now they're really getting into the juicy stuff. Like (laughs) they're really getting into the juicy stuff. So I'm really excited about what's going to come through. I feel like I haven't been able to focus at all for the last two weeks because I've just wanted to go back into this vortex and write because it's already blown my mind in so many ways. And they they give me little like tidbits, like I can feel the energy or they'll kind of pop in statements here and there. So I, I have a, a sense of what's going to come through. And those previews have already like shook my world <laughs> in so many ways. So I'm just so excited to dive in. And yeah, I'm not really sure how far I'm going to get, honestly, because I have these five days, but I'm going to reread the, that first section first, which is, yeah, about 150 pages and then, and then channel again. But even if I, even if I'm channeling for like three days, there's just so much more that needs to come through. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, (laughs) I'll keep everybody updated. If I don't finish this time, then I'll just set up another weekend. And they actually did already have me set up another weekend towards the end of the month. So we'll see. It's interesting to be right in the middle of it. And I have had to really push myself out of my comfort zone in my own life to basically unlock the information to come through me. I would say my biggest lessons in this life are in the realm of romantic relationships. Specifically, I have a lot of karma in that area and it is definitely the area of my life that pushes me the most. So I'm learning a lot going through this. and. I I don't really want to go fully into detail yet. I think in the future I will share more, but essentially what happened 
last time, which is so crazy because it was right on top of the the full moon in Libra and yeah, there's just so much going on. So many, so many synchronicities that weekend. It was kind of out of control, but I had more time and I thought I was going to get another like 10,000 words done. And what ended up happening was they cut off the stream of information and told me that I was done for the weekend. And in order for me to finish the rest, I was going to have to communicate something to somebody that I was avoiding communicating (laughs) or just hoping would naturally unravel. And I think that's pretty much all I want to say about it right now. I'll probably share more later, but just when things involve other people, sometimes I don't always want to go into full detail until more unravels. Anyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with electrolytes. I am drinking the Element Citrus Salt right now. I have a few packets of Element every single day and it's totally changed my life. I used to think that electrolytes were just for athletes, but the thing is that I found out a lot of the weird symptoms I was having that I thought were a much bigger issue were really just because of an electrolyte imbalance. So for me, that looked like headaches. I had some brain fog. I had a ton of cravings during the day. My legs would swell up and I kind of always felt like no matter how much water I was drinking, I wasn't fully hydrated and it ended up being an electrolyte imbalance. And I find this is really common for people who are on a whole foods based diet like me. I eat whole foods. I drink a lot of water. I do a lot of energy work and I'm pretty active. And it can be really easy for your electrolytes to get out of balance when you are on a whole foods based diet. And with all the energy work that I do and the channeling I do, I really have to keep my electrolytes in check. So I drink multiple packets of Element every single day. And when it comes to electrolytes, a lot of brands out there have sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, which is why I really struggled with electrolytes for a long time. Element doesn't have any of that. Super clean ingredients, tastes amazing, highest quality out there. And I would expect nothing less from co-founder Rob Wolf. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Rob Wolf. He was one of my like biggest influences when I entered the health and nutrition space. And I know how deep he gets into the science as a former research biochemist. So you can expect the best quality. And there's a reason why Special Forces teams, U.S. Olympics teams, NFL teams, NBA players, so many professional athletes rely on Element. Just for the everyday person who's on a whole foods-based diet or the person that's pretty active, these can be a game changer. They have been for me. I keep like 10 packets in every bag in my house. I have a ton of my car. I drink multiple packets a day. My current favorites are citrus salt and watermelon. So good. And then I put the chocolate in my coffee delicious. If you want to try out Element, you can get a free sample pack. Just pay shipping. It's about $5 for US orders. If you go to drinkelement.com slash CTC, and that is spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash CTC. That will give you a free sample pack that has eight packets of Element, two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. Again, that's drinkelement.com slash CTC, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T, dot com slash ctc just pay shipping you can try them out and you will fall in love so anyway i i had to pluck up the courage to have a conversation and i did and i felt so proud of myself after and after that it was like this whole stream of information just started coming in and that's when i was getting really intense previews of of what was going to come through in this next section 
and it literally, I mean, visually for me, clairvoyantly, I mean, unlocked a completely different record of information. And it was, you know, making that move in my life, taking that action, having that conversation that unlocked it. And that is a really clear example of how things happen in my life. I mean, it really does feel like I was thinking about this earlier today. I mean, my life really does feel like a big treasure hunt, a big scavenger hunt. It also really feels like I'm Nancy Drew all the time because the universe is just sending all of these clues and you put it together. But then for me to unlock the next step, I I have to take action in my life. And so that's the way that the guides lovingly encourage me to do certain things. There have been things in my business. I mean, this happened with No BS Biz School. I have to release for something else to open up. This is a great example of, hey, like I literally am not going to get the rest of the information until I take this next step because it shifts my vibration. And it's like, I have to learn the lessons. I have to learn the lessons too. And I think that's the part of channeling that a lot of people don't realize. It's not just about the skill set. It's not just about the skill set. It is about going through these initiations and really learning the lessons, living it out in my own life, because that basically opens up my energy field to bring more in. If I was just channeling the information what I really have learned it, what I really embody it, you know, and so it comes through differently when I'm really able to embody it. And I always say, you know, one of the best ways to open up your intuition more, one of the best ways to strengthen your intuition is to follow it. And what I mean by that is so many people complain that their intuition isn't loud enough. They want to develop their skills, but they're not taking action on what their intuition is telling them. That is the way I receive more and more information. I have to take action on what my intuition is telling me and then more comes in. And sometimes that means doing scary things and taking big leaps. But for me, there's just really no other choice. I mean, quite literally in the middle of this book, I'm like, well, I'm certainly not not finishing this. So I, I guess I'm going to do this thing. And it was so good for me just to have that communication and I felt so much lighter after. It was just a really big growth point for me personally and then the rest of the information came in. So that's another aspect of I'll say my life at least and I know a lot of my other friends who are channels intuitives healers understand that as well, you know, to keep expanding and growing and strengthening our gifts, we go through the initiations ourselves and that's why, you know, the the harder part, one of the harder parts of this, I think every every career, I suppose, you know, has <laughs> has the fun parts and the more difficult parts. With channeling, that is that's the sticky place because we all have courage. We are all brave, but not everybody chooses to act from that. And it really does require bravery. Like in in my own life, I have to make the bold moves and that's how more comes through. So it's, yeah, there's just a lot that has happened and I'm so excited to finish it up. And yeah, I can't wait for the rest to continue to unfold. So I might be done over the next week, which will be, this episode will be out, I think after then or later this month. So we'll see. But this book is going to be really, really juicy. And this was the other thing. So after I had that conversation, all of this information was coming in, including 
a whole other book is coming out of this one. So there's going to be a whole other book around Twin Flames specifically that (laughs) is ready to come through. So that now is also on my agenda. And somehow, are we really doing three books in, in three to four months? I mean, I guess that might be how it has to go. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm really excited. And I actually have some questions related to that that came through. So we can just go into those. Let me just start here, actually. This is not relationship specific, but it's relevant. Somebody said, are things not supposed to make sense when you follow your higher self or your guides? Just trust. Sometimes things might make sense, but more often than not, it doesn't. And this is where we can get really stuck as we're waiting for the clarity about how that's going to work out, how that's going to get us there. Well, why am I doing this? And we're always waiting for the clarity. We're looking for the clarity of how it's all going to work out. We want it to make logical sense, but intuition usually doesn't make logical sense. It's the cheat sheet. It's the shortcut. It is the most efficient path to what's for our highest and best, but our ego can't always see how that's going to work out because your intuition is coming from your soul self, which can see the entire vision. Your soul can see so much more than your ego can. And I know for me, that clarity usually doesn't come in until after I make the move. So if my intuition keeps telling me, move here, release this in your life, release this relationship, release this in your business, add this in, do this. I usually never understand why I'm doing what I'm doing or how it's going to work out or what the point is until after I do it. And after I do it, then the clarity comes in. Then it all makes sense. Like, oh, I had to do that because this led me here. And then I met that person and then it all comes together. But that's why most people don't follow their intuition, right? Because it doesn't make sense to them. So then they get scared and they they want safety and security and they want to understand how it's all going to work out. And because they are not seeing that, then they never follow their intuition. And then they never create these really big, amazing things. And so for me, I, I usually don't understand why exactly I'm doing what I'm doing. I do understand it from the lens of, okay, well, my intuition is guiding me here. So I know that once I do it, it's all going to make sense. That's more of how I, I make sense of it. But that's the growth, right? That's, that's the trust is, am I willing to trust myself, trust my soul? Am I willing to take this leap and trust that I will be held and supported and cared for? Do I really believe that the universe has my back? Am I willing to do that even when I don't really know how it's all going to work out? So yeah, usually doesn't make sense beforehand. It all comes together often after you do the thing and then you get the clarity and you see, whoa, that's why I had to do that or go there, make that change. If it made sense ahead of time, then it would be your logic, right? It wouldn't be your intuition. So sometimes the download comes in around what to do and and it makes sense. Like, oh, okay, makes sense. But more often than not, especially for the big things, the big things that I'm looking to call in, create in my life, activate, step into the big energetic shifts, those moments of expansion, those life-changing moments. I mean, none of that ever makes sense to me before I take the leap. And I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know it always does. I know it always does. I have accumulated enough evidence of, hey, every time I trust my intuition, when it doesn't make sense, on the other side of it, 
it has led me to the most incredible things that I couldn't have ever planned for or even imagined or asked for. It led to something so much better than I could have ever thought of. So of course it wouldn't make sense to me at the beginning. And I've gotten enough evidence that every time I do follow my intuition, that's when miracles drop in. That's when miracles happen. And so now I know, all right, let's just trust this. It's really about trusting myself. And I wouldn't have that strong of a pull in a certain direction if it wasn't for a reason. And I was just talking to my friend Rachel about this because we were just reflecting on that, this whole topic and how so many people wait for it to make sense. And then you're just waiting forever. You're just waiting for the clarity and it's not going to come in until you follow the guidance and do the thing. And then the clarity drops in on the other side. And one of the ways I look at this is my brain will look for things to make sense. My brain will look for the linear path somewhere. And it makes sense to my logical mind, my logical, rational mind. That's one way to get somewhere. But my soul, my higher self, my intuition is supporting me and aligning with something energetically which is the fast track to getting what I want. Because if I recalibrate energetically, then my reality is going to recalibrate in alignment with that new vibration. And so my intuition is really aligning me with frequency shifts. When I shift the frequency, then my reality recalibrates in ways that don't make sense. It's not logical. It's not linear. So what's an example I can use from this? I'll use the example of a building. So if I am on the third floor and I am looking for something on the third floor, but it's not even on the third floor, and I keep trying to look with my rational, logical mind, I'm looking at what I can see in front of me and I'm getting so frustrated. How do I, how do I get it? It's not here. I can't see it. And I'm looking around and my intuition is like, go upstairs. And I'm like, why would I go upstairs? Right. <laughs> but if I just go upstairs, then I get there and I'm like, oh, wait, it was right there all along. But I had to, go upstairs because then my entire perspective is actually different. I'm seeing different timelines and I'm literally on a, on a different floor, right? A different level where I'm already aligned with that thing. So that's just one way that I look at it. Okay. Let's see. Somebody said breakups, how, when to move on, dealing with heartbreak, etc. Oh my gosh, this is a whole topic. I actually have a whole video in the channel collective about this, about moving through breakups energetically, emotionally, how, when to move on, dealing with heartbreak. You know, I feel like with breakups, the process that works really well for me is first just giving myself space to feel all the feels. And, you know, especially right after that, it can be really raw. And so releasing all of the emotions embodiment, moving it through the body, just really nourishing myself and giving myself what I needed. You know, after my last breakup, I took quite a few weeks to just cry and release and feel and just doing a lot of somatic work and energy work and just getting it all out and not judging any emotion. And after that, doing a lot of energy work to like clear the energy out of my body. I think that this is something that is really overlooked because what can really mess with people's heads, I will say, is they're still storing energy for that person that they were in relationship with. 
And you can't always tell what's yours versus what's theirs. I was just talking to a friend about this and she was so upset about this breakup and it was actually a while back. And she's like, I don't understand. And I was like, what you're feeling right now, what she was saying is, I feel like I want to get back together with him, but I know I don't. I don't know why I feel that way. And I'm like, you're feeling his stuff. That's not even yours. And so a lot of those push-pull emotions and and also the intensity of the emotions, you're often feeling the energy of that person and yourself at the same time. So it's super intensified. And then we have a lot of that back and forth because how much of what you're feeling is yours versus the other person's. And so I think it's really important to like cut cords with with the person and clear out their energy. And that is also physically anything that you're uh, holding for them. You know, for me, changing up my space, uh, just really making it feel like my own again. I think changing the energy can be really helpful. Like I just did different color schemes, even changing my wardrobe a little bit, just anything I could do to kind of make my whole space feel different. So I'm not living in constant reminders of an old energy and then clearing out that person's energy with energy work is really, really helpful. But I think it's important to have that space where we really just let ourselves feel all of our feelings without any judgment and get it out and get it out physically is really helpful as well. If you're obsessed with chocolate like me and you want a natural way to balance out your hormones, you need to get your hands on Organifi Harmony. Harmony has this rich and creamy chocolate taste, but it has zero sugar and it's specifically designed to support women's hormones. So it has cacao, of course, rich in polyphenols and trace minerals, and of course, magnesium. It also has maca, which supports energy levels and alertness. It has been known to help balance hormone levels naturally as well. There's also chase tree berry, which has been shown to help support healthy progesterone and estrogen levels, as well as shatavari, which is an adaptogen known to help improve libido and decrease PMS symptoms. Stinging nettle, which is rich in vitamins, minerals, especially AC and iron, and packed with anti-inflammatory compounds. Such an incredible blend. It tastes like heaven. I just put it in some hot water. You don't even need any nut milk or anything. And it's so creamy on its own. It tastes incredible. And I drink it every day. And a couple of months ago, my hormones had gotten really out of balance. I feel like from the stress of the book and everything and my periods were starting to become a problem. And so I really wanted to focus on balancing out those hormones and all of the ingredients I wanted to get more of in my diet are all in harmony. And so I really made a point to drink at least one of these a day and it has helped so much. My periods are back to being easy breezy, no cramps, energy is nice and high again. Harmony made it so easy to get all of those adaptogens in. It tastes so good. So if you want to try out Harmony or any of Organifi's other incredible products, because we all know I use them all. Just head to Organifi.com slash CTC and use my code CTC for 20% off your order. Again, that is Organifi.com slash CTC, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC, and that code CTC will get you 20% off. On the other side of all of that, which can be its own process, you know, for me, I really like to take a lot of time to learn from what I went through, you know, how I showed up in the relationship where I wasn't feeling the way I wanted to feel in the relationship, 
How did I contribute to any issues? Where could I have done better? Like really just exploring the dynamic and how I affected it, how I contributed to it, where I could have done better. Uh, Yeah, just really taking that time to look at it from different angles. I think that's why I know that's such an important part of moving on after a breakup. I, I don't think it's necessarily helpful to immediately move into that. Like, I think it's really important we give ourselves time and space to like go through those phases. But this is why we often attract in different versions of the same person <laughs> is we haven't fully learned the lessons. And so if we didn't fully learn the lessons that were available to us in that relationship, which is really the point of the relationship, then we're just going to attract a different version of the same thing. And that's why people have consistent patterns showing up in their relationships again and again and again. So for me to feel like their relationship was really closed, it's sort of like if I read the whole book, but I don't remember anything I learned, I didn't really take anything away from that book. Did I really read it? Like, what was the point? I'm just gonna have to reread the book again. So if I'm reading the book, I want to make sure I got the main points. I really learned something from it. I'm leaving that experience with my key takeaways and energetically shifting myself from what I learned. And it's the same thing with a relationship, you know, so taking that time to really reflect on, and for me, that's very much a process. What were the lessons there and how can I shift and grow from that experience and really making those energetic shifts so that I am energetically available for something that is different so that I'm not attracting in a different version of the same thing. If I do attract in a different version of the same thing, then if I really learn the lesson, I will be able to identify that and I can say, no, thank you, universe. I'm recognizing what that is. And then lesson complete and I can shift my energy to attract, uh, you know, something different in. How and when to move on. I feel like that's so dependent on the situation and the person. And I think that it just really depends on, yeah, the situation, your own unique process. I feel like for me, when to move on is when I really integrated the lessons from that relationship, when I really like moved through most of that healing process. And really when I come to a place where, I mean, I know I'm like, I feel ready, you know, you know, when you feel ready and that's not being perfect, but what it is for me, how would I describe this? It's like, when have I decided I'm emotionally available? My friends and I <laughs> were talking about this a couple weeks ago. We were like, okay, on a scale from one to 10, how emotionally available are you? One being not at all, 10 being very. And I feel like having that scale is actually really helpful. And it was something I had been reflecting on that week where I was thinking, you know, I keep thinking I want to meet someone right now. But if I put myself on that scale, I'm probably a seven and I want to be a nine or a 10. So it's like, am I really emotionally, energetically available for somebody to come into my life? And I think sometimes we think we're ready because. We're really just trying to fill that hole of loneliness. And it's like, okay, well, if I'm coming from a place of trying to fill a hole, then I probably don't have any business entering into a relationship because there's the codependency. That's the place where we accidentally settle. And so for me, I really want to be at a space where I feel like really settled with myself. Like I feel solid, stable. I have emotional and energetic space to welcome somebody into my life without it destabilizing me. For me, that looks logistic, honestly. Like, I feel like over the last few months, 
I've had a lot of things just going on personally and with business where I'm like, I just don't really have room for for anybody right now. Like I need to really focus on showing up fully for myself. And when I've really got that on lock, on lock then, then I'll probably will have the emotional energetic space to be supportive for somebody else. And I think that emotional availability is super important because I know in dating over the last few months, I have seen within myself, oh, whoa, I just shut shut down there, you know, or, oh, whoa, I'm really putting up a shield. And that's my sign of like, okay, I need to work on that first and really uh, be ready to be, to be open, to be seen, to show up for somebody. And there's a balance there, right? Because there are certain things that we can shift and heal really in, in relationship, right? And so the lesson isn't fully complete until we've acted from that new energy. And if it's something within the context of a relationship, then that's always going to happen in some type of dynamic with somebody else. But I know for myself, there's just some other groundwork I needed to do first so that I felt ready to have those conversations, open myself up emotionally again fully. And so one of the things I definitely look for is do I feel fully safe and stabilized in dating again? <laughs> uh, am I fully emotionally available? Do I feel rooted, grounded within myself, within my situation? Do I feel like, yes, I'm ready to learn and grow with someone else? Do I feel really ready to let myself be fully seen and supported? Or am I still in a phase where I have a shield up? Because if I still have a shield up, that's not really fair for anyone. And then the other piece of that is, am I clear on what I really want? And I part of dating is figuring that out, right? We date different people, talk to different people, get to know different people, and we learn from that what we're looking for in relationships. But for me, you know, I want to have as clear a vision as I can in terms of what am I looking for and really like what type of commitment and am I looking for just being really clear. I want to be able to be really clear with anybody that. I am dating, like just clear on what I want, right? Because some people are looking for a long-term relationship. Some people are not. There's so many different dynamics. And so just being really clear within myself about what I'm looking for and what I need, right? So I'm not wasting anybody's time, including my own. So yeah, that question, I mean, how, how to deal with heartbreak is a huge question. I think, I mean, I could do a whole podcast episode about this. Definitely check out the video in the channel collective membership under the relationship section because I, I think it's like a 45 minute video or something about what to do after a breakup. But for me, that period is really about nourishing myself. And so really taking care of myself, getting lots of sleep, making sure that I'm eating really nourishing whole foods, slowing down, like filling my own cup, lots of self-care, lots of Lots of, you know, time with close friends, just really focusing on what's going to fill my soul, the space of healing and then reflection and growing and shifting and changing. Like there's that space for transformation, which is a process. But I think that, you know, for me, it's really important that I slow down and actually take the time to learn the lessons and reflect and realize where I can grow and update, uh, you know, what I'm really looking for in a relationship and make sure I've made my own energetic shifts and really like learned and integrated those lessons as best I can so that I can then apply all of that new information in my next 
situation. So I think of it as like this incubation period that's really about me, nourishing myself, learning about myself, taking care of myself. Like it's really me, me, me time. And I think, I mean, one of the most important things I feel is space. And I really view this more from an energetic cord perspective because I want to clear out that person's energy and really just be able to see the truth of how I'm feeling and, and you know, what what's flowing through me. And if you keep looking at that person's social media, you keep talking to them every day, like there's no actual space for you to see what's really yours versus what's theirs. So I think of it as me time, me time and an opportunity to really grow, shift, up level, make a quantum leap. This is a related question. I would love to hear any relationship breakup lessons you're ready to share. Mm. <laughs> this is such a good question. And I have a lot. You know, I feel like after this last breakup, it put a lot of things into context for me, not just about that relationship, but so many relationships. And I realized the things I hadn't fully learned from relationships before. And so I feel like I went into a really deep period of reflection and growth, just looking back at all of my relationships up until this point. And one of the things I really realized about myself, just looking at all of those relationships as a whole and a lot of how I dated I was thinking about a lot of the people I dated um, when I moved to San Diego and just honestly, just totally just being honest, like how much I adjusted myself to make other people more comfortable, how much I made myself small and quieted down because I didn't want to I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it this way at the time, but I didn't want to be too intimidating. I didn't want to be too much. And I just really realized how much I adjusted myself and how different my personality was so that I wouldn't overwhelm somebody and where I was like still hiding. And I don't really know how I thought I was going to have a good result, right? Hiding parts of myself. I also really realized how much going through my, my chronic illness really affected my sense of self-worth in terms of dating specifically, that was like the area it came up where I felt like I was a burden. And so I didn't really want to share anywhere where I was struggling with, with anybody I was dating because I didn't want to be a burden, especially when I had Lyme. I remember like at the time, man, I feel so far away, but I remember just thinking like, who would want to date somebody with Lyme, <laughs> you know? And even after I got out of the thick of it and I was, you know, functioning normally and I was like, this wouldn't even affect the other person. I really, you know, I can handle this. I just didn't, I just didn't want to be a burden. And I was living in this belief that somebody wouldn't want to support me. Right. I just had a lot of low self-worth uh, and stories around that. that were just really like not true. And I don't think I realized those stories I was living in until these last few months, as I reflected on the last, like, I mean, like seven, eight years, honestly. I also realized how often I overlooked, I don't know if I want to call them red flags, but honestly, they were red flags. Like like so many moments in dating where I would try and communicate or express something and just get shut down. Or there would be a moment where I just felt this, 
I felt it in my gut. Like I can think of so many moments. I just felt it in my gut. And I kind of let, I, I kind of let different people gaslight me. I feel, I mean, I, I hate using that word, but honestly, it's, it's what happened. And like, it, it was just really all of these moments where I realized my intuition was telling me this wasn't right. And I let my mind talk me out of it and continue. Or I gaslit myself and I told myself I was being ridiculous. I was being crazy. I was overthinking it. I was being too picky. And then big picture, I look back on these different situations and I'm like, no, that was the intuitive red flag early on that I should have listened to. And so I feel like for me, I've really been thinking a lot about how I really just need to listen to my gut, even if it doesn't make sense. Dating is interesting for me because I'm very, I would say now I'm much more aware of this. And this is another thing I reflected on. Like, and this is with, this is with dating and it's with friendships, but I, I'm really aware of, is this person really see me and care about me or are they in love with the idea of me, the illusion, (laughs) the idea? Are they in love with what I can do for them? And I don't think that other people are even aware of that sometimes, but I can feel it where I can feel you're not really seeing me. I feel like you're really into this energy because of how it makes you feel. So the difference for me is it's like, do you care about me or are you in love with how I make you feel? Because it's different. And just paying attention to, you know, is it what I, what I can do for that person, um, which I've let myself get into before. And I'm just very aware of when people are expressing their feelings to me, like, cause it's not like people are not being genuine, but I think sometimes they're more into the illusion, the idea, how I make them feel, the energy, what I can do for them rather than like the actual dynamic between me and that person and me as a person. And so I'm very aware of that. Something that I'm really clear and anchored in on is I really, really want someone who expands me, you know, and it can be really easy to get in that like healer, healy, coach, client energy when you have the type of job I have. And I don't want that type of energy in my romantic relationship. And I really want somebody who can expand me. And that's something that I have really anchored into and is super important for me. Uh, And since setting that intention, I mean, it's been really cool because I've met a number of people where I'm like, oh, whoa, this is what this is what I mean. Like, I think it's really important for for me to have learned like I can really be expanded in ways I didn't expect. I love to be called out. I love to have my perspective shift or to have it opened up. Like I want to learn about myself consistently in my relationship. And for me, I talked about this before, like with everything in my life, I love to grow and expand and learn. And I shift a lot. I change my opinion a lot. And I need people in my life that are also very dedicated to their own personal growth and very open-minded and non-judgmental and just, you know, having somebody who can keep up with me. And so I feel like I have a much better idea now of indicators of that kind of person. 
And one of the most important things that I've learned that, I mean, I tell people all the time is, I think for me, it's just been being really, really open. And I definitely used to have a type and that type never really served me. (laughs) You know, that type was really more what I was comfortable with. And I was comfortable with it because it wasn't expanding me because it was familiar, which you know, I realized my last few relationships were just replays of family dynamics, un- unhealed parental wounds, essentially. Like, exactly, exactly. And so for me, it was a lot of healing some family dynamics. That was super important. But also familiar in terms of other relationships, like just different versions of the same thing that I just kept attracting in again and again and again. But I realized that when I looked at like, pretty much all of my relationships, I was attracting in something that I felt like was more comfortable in the sense of, I know this is safe and this person won't abandon me. Like a lot of my abandonment wounds were driving what I was attracting in. And so I would attract in different relationships where I felt like subconsciously, I mean, this wasn't like a conscious thing I was thinking about, like, oh, this person won't abandon me because I'm super expansive for them. Like it was that kind of, it was that kind of energy, but then like, what are they doing for me? And I also wasn't challenged in the way that I needed to be. So I basically learned, like, I mean, I don't really have, I feel like I don't really have a type anymore. And I've just learned to be really, really open because I've learned that some of the best people that have come my way have been people I never would have usually gone for or been interested in. And it's this feeling of like, oh, whoa, wasn't expecting that. And so I'm just like super open. And the thing is the right person for you usually is a person you are not expecting. I've seen this a gazillion times. I mean, all the relationship stuff I do in my work is my favorite, my favorite part, to be honest, and because it comes up all the time. I mean, even, you know, when I was doing nutrition, most of the time we're talking about relationships. When I was doing business coaching, most of the time we're talking about relationships. With spirituality, most people who are coming in are looking uh, for support with relationships. So you know, it's really always been a main lens that I've, I've had to look at. And I learn a lot through what comes through for my clients. And yeah, I've just learned a lot in that capacity. And I feel like I really wasn't open fully to learning <laughs> for my relationships, honestly, until the last two years. Like I, I, I just, I was so focused on my health. I feel I wasn't even thinking in that, in that context. Some other things I, I really learned was I mean, I learned how I, it was how much I adjusted myself for other people to make other people more comfortable, how much I like overgave as a way to keep myself safe, but then felt resentful and how like I really needed to be clear in my own needs and not lose myself in the relationship. I feel like I have in the past created this dynamic where I felt like I was sacrificing things. And that was my own fault. Like that was just, that was, I didn't need to do that, but I was, just, I was doing that. And then I felt resentful and it was my own fault. And I also realized how poor my communication was like just so many levels of that. And that's, I mean, it's fascinating to me because I, I think I'm pretty good at communicating in general in, in other relationships. I've really learned to be a clear communicator in my friendships. I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm very direct I feel like I'm honestly a great communicator in friendships. I feel like I'm a good communicator in business. I mean, I have to communicate well with 
with clients and coaching. So I feel like I've done a lot of work in that realm. There's always room for improvement, but I feel pretty confident in my abilities with communication. However, romantic relationships are the place that it's its worst. And so I feel like in the last couple of months, it really like knocked me across the head how much I needed to communicate. And I'm really grateful because I have been able to attract in different experiences with different people that have really helped me learn how to communicate clearly. And so I really got some real life experience like, okay, whoa, I just realized how much I don't communicate and how much I shut down sometimes. And so I got to really repattern over the last few months in in dating different people, which has been really, really helpful for me. And so I feel so, I feel so good around that because I've watched myself really shift that pattern and that has built a lot of confidence for me. But honestly, it wasn't until it was in the last few months in, in dating different people that it was reflected to me, like where I was just not communicating, where I was one word answering. And I realized it was like, Oh shit, I can't, Whoa. I do that. And I didn't even realize I did that. So that was really on me just learning to communicate better and really to communicate how I'm feeling and what I need. And also, honestly, to feel safe to (laughs) require more of people just generally in my life and in my relationship. I feel like in the past, I was afraid to be too much or just wanting to make that person's life easier. And it would go so far to the point of where I just wouldn't express what I felt or what I needed. And I didn't realize how much I did that until I felt all of the like frustration on the other side of things. And yeah, like I said, I feel really grateful that I've had opportunities to repattern that and in dating people in the last few months, like really pushed myself to do that and had that safely received, well-received, gratefully received. And so that has been a really important learning point for me, just realizing like where I was not, not realizing that I was not communicating because I had learned in previous relationships that it wasn't okay for me to express how I was feeling. Like I said, the last five months has been a lot of reflection on just all of my relationships in my life. And something I realized as a theme in so many different dynamics was, oh man, how do I even describe this? Honestly, I'm just, I'm going to say it this way because that's, this is how I said it to my, (laughs) my mentor. I was like, it feels like wounded puppy energy because I had experiences early on where I learned it was very much not safe for me to say what I felt or to share and not and it just from the from the lens of like hey can you hold space for me here and I learned early on like that was not okay that was not allowed and I got punished I got reprimanded for it and I had a lot of like wounded puppy energy around that where that's why I really shut down and so I had to realize where that was still playing out and that you know for the right person it is very safe for me to express how I'm feeling and good for me to to offer that I tend to in relationships be somebody who does not offer up information unless I'm asked and so I've had to learn that like I need to (laughs) just I need to offer up information you know with that has been really learning like 
how do I receive love? How do I give love and how do I receive love? You know, we can talk love languages surface level, but it goes so much deeper than that. And I literally like made out a whole list. I have a whole list of like, what are things that are important for me for somebody to know about me? You know, knowing like, what is it that makes me feel close to somebody? What is it that makes me feel safe to be vulnerable with them? And I have this whole list of like things that I want people who are close to me to know about me, things that are important. And I, you know, I know for me, there are certain conversations I need to have for me to feel close to somebody. Otherwise I, I just feel like, do you even know me? You know, so I need to know what it is that makes me feel close to somebody. I need to know what it is that makes me feel like I'm receiving love, you know, so I can communicate that to, to people that I'm, I'm dating around. Like, this is, this is what I need, you know, and just give them that information rather than expect people to read my mind. So for me, really learning how I want to be loved has been super important and just clarifying that within myself so that I can express that in the future to, to partners instead of expecting somebody to just figure it out or just being quiet and wanting somebody to just figure it out. (laughs) But, you know, I think the big theme for me, to be honest, the biggest theme for me over the last five months and just all of the reflection has been self-forgiveness and learning to trust myself again. Because when I realized all of the truths I knew within myself and all of the places where I shut myself down, I didn't listen to myself. I gaslit myself. Like I just saw all of these moments, all of these moments in different relationships and and realized, whoa, I like really betrayed myself. Like I betrayed my intuition. I betrayed my own needs. Like I let myself down. That was on me. All the places where I let myself down, uh, where I was in settling energy, where I was coming from a place of low self-worth, like just reflecting on all of that throughout different relationships. And at first I, you know, it just made me really sad. And I had to really go through this period of like forgiving myself and trusting myself again. And I, I went through this phase of like, I don't know if I can trust my own judgment. Like, I don't know if I can trust my own judgment. And that is, I mean, that was really hard for me and scary for me as somebody who is very decisive and very intuitive. And I, I very, I'm very confident uh, in my decisions and in my judgment in dating, like that was, that's the place where I second guess myself or I have historically. And so I really had to go through that process of like redeveloping that relationship with myself again and getting to a place of like, you can trust yourself. Like you can trust yourself and really forgiving myself for all the times I let myself down where I didn't stand up for myself, where I didn't communicate, where I didn't speak my truth, where I overlooked red flags, like really just forgiving myself for all of that was super important. And I feel like I'm in such a good place now. Like I feel like I've learned so much about myself and I feel, I feel so different. I mean, I just feel like a completely different person. I feel like I've shed so many layers and so much extra energy. And I feel like I've just been shedding and learning and I don't feel like it was until this, this last breakup that I actually had the space. Well, not that I had, that I had the space, that I took the space, that I took the time to learn all of the lessons I needed to learn from like all of my relationships. Cause I was just not, 
you know, through those other relationships, not at that place of self-awareness. And so there was a lot of reflection and I just feel like a totally different person. And dating for me is really different now. I feel really clear. I feel much more confident. I feel really good because I very much do trust my, my judgment. And I really like committed to myself to, to follow my heart and my intuition and, you know, to fully show up in the way that I, I want to show up in the relationship, not to adjust myself and to really be honest with myself about what I want. Because I think before I was, I mean, because I mean, the last time I was like dating was a couple of years ago. So I've obviously changed a ton since then. But as I reflected on all of my dating, I mean, from like high school, college, like, like all of it, I thought my approach was always just kind of letting someone come in and kind of like letting someone else completely drive the car, if that makes sense. And the the detachment energy definitely works and everybody i've dated has has been such a great human like however there's something to me being fully honest with myself and claiming how i really want to feel in the relationship and i realized a lot of things i was looking for it was like uh, i was just looking for the wrong things <laughs> I wasn't looking for what I, what I needed. I was looking for what I was comfortable with. And I had to really align with what do I need? What do I desire? What's really going to expand me? Like coming from that soul aligned place and anchor into that rather than my mind or my ego or my limiting beliefs around like, oh, this is what I'm comfortable with. It's like with manifesting anything, asking bigger. And I feel like as I think back to my dating life, so much scarcity energy showed up there. I mean, I think it does for a lot of people. And I realized how many decisions I made from a place of, well, I don't want to lose this. Or like how many times I reframed how I was feeling and adjusted it because I was scared of releasing something and then being alone. And and then I was like, what am I even doing? I love being alone. <laughs> like it was just this conditioning thing. Going back to, you know, if this relationship can't handle this conversation, it's probably not the relationship for me. And for me, like what I really realized about myself was I was never even giving myself a chance to be supported. I was never even giving myself a chance to be seen. Like so much of where I felt the disconnect in different relationships where I felt like I wasn't being supported, it was all a lack of communication on my end. And it was all a lack of letting myself be seen. It was where I still had a shield up. It was where I still wouldn't fully let somebody in. It was where I was afraid to fully communicate how I was feeling. And a lot of a lot of it honestly was so much childhood stuff. It was so much childhood trauma and fears that were still playing out. And it was really through my last relationship and then this healing process after that breakup that I was able to really do some important shifting work around that. And it all kind of came together. So 
I learned a lot about myself and continue to. And I just feel like I'm in a really good space now. I feel really clear and confident. And I feel like I've just learned so much. And especially around communication, communication and vulnerability. And it's just funny to me because I feel like I'm so vulnerable. I'm so open. And it's just always been in romantic relationships where I, I just close up. So I had to really look at why that was and what the fears were and really like repattern that. And so, yeah, been a lot of good learning opportunities and it's, it's cool for me because as I've made a lot of these energetic shifts, I have seen as I have attracted in a completely different type of person. So to me that like shows, okay, yeah, the energy has shifted. So that's been really cool. Great question. I had a lot to say about that, obviously. Well, I guess I only got through um, those three questions, but hopefully that was helpful. Thanks for asking them. <laughs> uh, and I, I will have to answer the rest in another q and I love, I love these Q&As. If you have questions to send in, topics you want covered through a Q&A like this or questions for the guides, you can go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and submit the question or topic right there. So it's all in one nice organized space for me. And I love when you send in questions, questions are my love language. That's on my sheet of how to love me. Questions are my love language. And so I really do appreciate and love when you send in questions. It's the quad right in me. I just love to answer questions, love to, you know, live in, live in response. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this, be sure to let me know, take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me tag the podcast account at Christina, the channel podcast. We had to get a new account because we got locked out of the other one. So we had to make a new account. Honestly, Instagram is so annoying. It is what it is. I don't care. I don't really want to <laughs> waste energy on it. Uh, but yeah, this new podcast account. So tag me, tag at Christina, the channel podcast. And that way we can repost you and say, thank you for listening in. Always means the world when you share the show. And if you do want to take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. It is the best way to support the podcast all of the time and energy I put into the show and the whole production team as well. Put a lot of love into this. So I hope that you receive that. All right. That's going to be it for today. Thank you again so much for listening in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time. <laughs>